Welcome to the University of Adversity, where the only rules of the class is to hold your head up high and keep moving forward. Because when the going gets tough, the tough get going. And now, here's your host, Lance Ecos. This episode is brought to you by Mike Young, the Makeover Master. If you feel your business image might be costing you money, influence, power, and respect, then head over to makeovermaster.com to discover what their complete brand makeover experience is all about. Go check it out right now because everyone deserves to look their best. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of University of Adversity. I'm your host, Lance Isios. Today's guest is a super powerful guy. Uh, he's got an amazing nature, and I'm so excited to share his story. He's a certified life coach, a career coach, and is committed to helping entrepreneurs overcome struggle, limited beliefs, boost their self-confidence, motivation, and self-awareness. He's had an incredible journey along the way. He's done a variety of different things and experienced a, a lot, has a lot to bring to the table. And I'm super excited to have him on the show and to connect with you guys and to really, you know, um, dive in and, and share it with you. So, Wahido Morata, thank you very much for being on the show. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Lance. And, uh, you know, congratulations for all the work you're doing. Thanks. I hope I, hope I got your name right there. I want to make sure because it's, uh, it's a powerful name and we want to make sure we get it right. <laughs> it was perfect. Perfect. All right. Awesome. Well, any, um, I've, you know, I've come across your, you know, you in the last little while, I've, uh, you know, we've, we've kind of been doing the same sort of thing and I've noticed you online and you have an amazing energy and I've noticed a lot of growth, um, with you and, and, and seeing you and your message. So maybe just take us back, fill in the gaps where, where you came from, you know, where are you from and really just paint a picture for us, um, you know how you became um, who you are today and, you know, why you became who you are today. Thank you. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to, to go through, you know, in a summarized way, the summarized as possible, because I was born in Portugal and, uh, you know, I became a civil engineer and, uh, you know, did all the sort of family uh, constellation kind of work, wanting to uh, basically uh, make my parents happy, mainly my father and uh, his lineage. And so I became a civil engineer and I, you know, went to Madrid and worked there for a year, but obviously was not happy. And by the age of 17, I actually started reading books that really opened my mind to uh, uh, an awareness that I, I couldn't find around me. And uh, when, I, when I started reading books from Osho, from Ogman Dino, from Deepak Chopra, from um, Neil Donald Walsh and uh, Paramahansa Yogananda, you know, so many inspirations from such an early age that uh, made me think differently. And so in 2003, after you know, this kind of uh, civil engineering venture, I actually went to India and I stayed there for one year. And you know, I knew already where I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And I basically jumped into or dived into um, a realm of the spirituality, meditation, breathing techniques, Ayurveda, uh, med Ayurvedic medicine and uh, yoga. And so, you know, I learned so many techniques. I, I met people from all over the world. And when I came back to Europe at the time, I was still in Europe. I just, um, you know, dived into uh, Tony Robbins's um, teachings. And I went to um, New Jersey and Palm Springs and, uh, you know, did the UPW and HP Destiny and really, really started having tools that I wanted to use in my life from NLP 
and also from coaching. And so I started a long journey, this was 2005, of working with people, doing workshops, organizing workshops for different therapists and for different people, mainly in Europe, and then uh, starting this kind of uh, venture of coaching and really, really doing one-on-one sessions. And um, later on, I felt that I wanted to go deeper into coaching because I felt it was such an amazing tool. And so I took a course um, in Canada from a school which was certified by the ICF. So their uh, trainings were certified by the ICF, which is the International Coach Federation, basically the the regulatory entity of coaches from all over the world. And then, you know, I I moved from Europe to Brazil, where I am at the moment, and I I keep working with coaching. I keep say, uh, you know, I usually say that my my, uh, business card is coaching, life coaching and, and career coaching. But, you know, when I have people's attention, I have people's trust, and I have people's openness, especially, and commitment, I really dig into different techniques which brings them to a different place where, you know, their hormones and their, you know, mental state and emotional state can really be worked on and really, you know, get into a peaceful and, and harmonious space. So that's, that's about it. Awesome. Awesome. So obviously... Well, from what I gather, um, you, when you were doing civil engineering, you're probably like a lot of people out there. You had this, did you have that burning desire that there was just so much more to this world than, than those, than that kind of job, that sort of education, even though there's a, it's an amazing career, you know, it's, it's not for everybody. And even though it looks good on paper, sometimes we feel that, um, it's not fulfilling enough. So you know, is that something that when you were doing it, that you just, you were kind of having those conversations with yourself that you, did it kind of happen at once that you did this or did you, was it kind of a process where you decided to sort of, you know, just work on it on the side and then eventually become that? You know, I I always lived very much in the moment. And so whenever I felt unhappy, I would try to find out the root of the unhappiness. And so that's, that's what happened, you know, and you know, I, I was fortunate to have a friend of, of mine, my, my best friend's father, had like a library with a lot of books. And at the age of 17, when I started reading those books, you know, it just opened up, uh, you know, it's, it's like I, I was reading the way that I thought, you know. So my thoughts were like on paper from all these amazing teachers, masters, and, you know, thought leaders. And, and so, you know, I, I found myself with such an inner struggle, sort of, sort of, uh, you know, the way that I could express it because I knew how I thought. I knew how I wanted to think. I knew where the people were that I wanted to be with, you know, have, have them as my peer groups, but I couldn't find them around me. And that had to do mainly with the societal kind of rules and laws and conditionings that I was faced and everybody was faced because there was no other option, you know. Like I became a vegetarian in a time that there was no vegetarianism. There, were, there was like one restaurant in Lisbon, which is quite a, a big capital, um, around at the time. This was the year 2000. And so, you know, it's, it's unbelievable the, the struggle that you have to go through or that you have to face in order to really be truthful to yourself and say, look, I'm, I don't belong here. And, and you know, it, it's good enough to have that kind of thought, but it's better even to say, look, the people that I belong with or that I think like, are there and I have to go there and, and I have to live 
Lisbon for that matter. You know, I, I couldn't find anything that resonated with the way that I thought, that I felt in my surroundings. So that, that was a, a big transformation at the time. Yeah, I can imagine because there's nowadays there's so much opportunity and I'm, I'm, it's really cool to hear that because that was a, you know, a little while ago. Nowadays, somebody that's all of the, list, the listeners out there, there's a lot of people doing jobs that don't, that don't fulfill them. And nowadays there's just so many opportunities out there that, you know, when you took that opportunity, there wasn't as many, right. When you wanted to work on that, you know, from the, from the timeline. And now, um, there's really like, there's, if you want to have something else, if you want to create something else, there's, oh, there are so many opportunities now and having someone like yourself, you know, that's been through the process, gone through the hard times and the transformation of going from something like civil engineering into, you know, life coaching, that's a lot. So having somebody that's been through that to coach them is super powerful. And that's why today is such a, a beautiful time for people to make that shift because, you know, you had to go through almost like the, the golden age of the shift, right? The transformation. So um, I can really, you know, that's, that's amazing that you've done that. I, I wanted to go back a little bit here and I wanted to talk about your, your, this is really cool because I just got back from a, a yoga transform, like a yoga retreat in Mexico yesterday. And I find it really interesting because I go on through and reading your bio and putting together, you know, everything and seeing that you had been to India and all the stuff that you were talking about, meditation, yoga, all that stuff that I am doing too. So I, I really, it's really cool to connect. Can you maybe just tell us about that experience in India and, you know, how that had that effect and how the spirituality, how the yoga, how the meditation kind of ties all that in together. And for anyone listening out there, pay attention because this stuff, it's, it's, it's really powerful at, you know, actually making the change and going in a different direction. So if you could maybe just kind of elaborate on India for us and, and just gave us a little bit of knowledge on what you went through. So the, the main thing that I, that I would like to say, first of all, is that you really need to know what you want. And that's a process that sometimes takes a while. But once you know that, then you are able to really, really fulfill your deepest desires, if I may. And so that was the first thing that brought me to India, was the, 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 the knowledge and the awareness that I really wanted to be in a place which was very specific, which was the Osho Resort, which was everything to do with Osho, which is a spiritual master, basically. And once I knew that, I went for three months initially. So I had like a six-month visa. And um, I went for three months, but I extended to six months and then I extended to one year. I went to Nepal for 21 days to get a new visa and I came back. So I never left the place. Wow. So the place that I went was uh, a town called Pune uh, in the state of Maharashtra, where Bombay is. And, uh, you know, th that's the first thing. But once I was there and knew that I wanted to be there full on, then I, you know, it was like I absorbed every molecule of the atmosphere that I was in, every, every ounce of energy that I could manage to grasp from my surroundings, from the people, from the meditations, from the, the, the teachings. And, you know, it was on a daily basis. So for 365 days, I did every day several meditations, not just one. And that brought me to a space where I really, really was able to give myself 100%. 
So I met people from all over the world. And when I mean from all over the world, I mean from all over the world, from, from uh, you know, countries like Korea, from Japan, from South America, North America, from all over Europe. You know, it was unbelievable. And that gave me also a cultural kind of understanding of that, you know, although people are different, live differently, you know, culturally, they are totally different. They have the same essence. And so, you know, it, it was a, a whole experience that I, I felt sometimes that I was not in India even because India is very, very broad. Only when I went to Nepal, you know, it was like a, a three-day trip uh, by, by train to, to Nepal, uh, to Kathmandu, and uh, it was, you know, crazy. But um, that, that's when I felt that, oh, okay, this is India. But nevertheless, you know, the whole atmosphere uh, was there and, uh, you know, it, it just brought me to a level of understanding of meditation, spirituality, and breathing techniques that I couldn't find in Europe. Yeah, and so what kind of yoga were you doing? Was it the Kundali? The which or which so, which? So that there is a younger, uh, it's, it's a yoga master basically from yeah. from India, and I was learning from one is of of his disciples, and uh, it was linked to Ayurvedic massage. So you know we did a lot of stretchings and we did a lot of uh, asanas, and uh, it was basically uh, you know more focused on the Ayurvedic aspect. But uh, it was included in the whole uh, practice, basically. Yeah. Right. So, okay. So you, now how, how much of a, how deep were you into your transformation when you were there? Was that kind of, were you already in or was that just like one piece that sort of said, all right, this is the direction that I want to go? You know, at the time I was obsessed with enlightenment. So enlightenment for those who, who that don't know what it is, it's, it's uh, you know, from, from what the mind can understand is a space of freedom, you know, a space of detachment, a space of uh, non-suffering. And so I was, you know, desperately and obsessively, you know, uh, wanting to get to that space. And, um, you know, I, I was, you know, I, I couldn't see anything besides what I really wanted for myself. You know, it's a bit of a selfish thing to do. Uh, at the time, I was totally focused on, you know, getting myself into a space that I felt that I didn't have. Um, years later, I understood, you know, especially intellectually, because, you know, there's a big gap between the experience and, and what you can intellectually understand. But I believe uh, that there is no duality, there is no separation, and that, you know, we are like human beings gravitationally uh, stuck to the earth, which is you know, floating in the universe. So I believe there is no duality, there is no separation. And, um, you know, when, once you, you understand what you want, again, it's, uh, it's just, you know, a whole kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, on, on, a, on one way aspiration, you know, so you aspire to get somewhere, but at the same time, it's the daily practice that you, you get involved uh, a bit obsessively, but uh, you get involved in a heartful way. Right. Okay. So maybe take us on a bit of a journey. So let's say you're, you're, you're new into this world, everybody listening out there, you know, if you're starting out in the entrepreneurial world and um, you know, maybe give us, give us how do you became where you are today from when you started, you know, what was the process? And if it was, you know, obviously today is a bit different, um, but you maybe give us the process to like present day on how you became, and maybe after you elaborate on that, it's a bit of a loaded question. Maybe just tell us what your day looks like to, you know, to the entrepreneur or, you know, how you communicate and go about your day. Mm -hmm. 
you know, I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but the, the first thing is actually knowing what you want to do. And I, I was fortunate enough to learn this with Tony Robbins when I was there in 2004. And, you know, it's such a deep kind of question, you know, who am I and what, what do I want? But as soon as you understand it, even though you might not know how to get there, even though intellectually you might not even understand what it is, but there is a longing, there is this gut feeling that tells, you know, this is what I want to do, then that's the first step. Then uh, what, I f what I felt was important was to learn from people. So I got in touch with, you know, people like Lewis Howells, Gary Vaynerchuk, Kevin Carmichael, Jasmine Starr, Tony Robbins, and other teachers and spiritual teachers such as Osho, Deepak Chopra, and uh, Paulo Coelho, and, uh, you know, Ogman Dean, Carlos Castaneda, you know, you name it, where you find tools that you can use in your life and tools which are basic to do you, with your mindset. There's nothing to do really on, you know, getting to the next uh, thousand followers or, you know, how to get uh, the best lighting for your next video. It's really your mindset because that's what's going to make you really, really go where to, to where you want to go. And so my, my daily life nowadays, you know, I, I work a lot with the coaches. So I have a lot of clients that I work with on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And um, I do also family coaching and I, I also coach some CEOs and some people who have different kind of businesses. But, uh, you know, I, I always do the same thing, which is get myself in a state where my mindset drives me to where I need to go. And many times the need is not wish. So sometimes I, I, I wish to do something, but I have to focus on my priorities, my needs. And, uh, you know, every day at the end of the day, I look at my calendar, I look at my schedule, I see where can I improve it? Where can I do better? How can I serve better others? And, uh, you know, continuously seek to, to organize my day, the next day especially, in the best way possible. Of course, everything starts, especially if you are starting now, with knowledge of where people's attentions are. And so this is something that, you know, if you, if you want more information, just Google Gary Vaynerchuk and, and check his thousands of hours of, of uh, work. Uh, I, I was, you know, fortunate enough to be with him in, in Poland now in September 2018. Uh, I met him and it was, it was an amazing meeting. And, uh, you know, knowing from him is, is more than enough. And, and that means, you know, knowing where people's attentions are so that you can actually create content, good content that serves others, that brings value to others in the right places. And, you know, the five places nowadays are Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and, and Twitter. So, you know, if you want like a, a mini kind of condensed course, that's, that's basically what you need to do in terms of being an entrepreneur. And then to get locally known, uh, uh, so you know, get, get known where, where you live. Um, you know, go to workshops, go to meetings, go to dinners, go to parties, you know, whatever you, you do, bring yourself uh, your business cards, you know, always get your script ready so that you can present yourself in the best concise and quick way so that you can really, really show that, um, you know, you are trustworthy and you can help people and you can serve people. And then just, you know, do it, repeat, do it, repeat. You know, execution nowadays is, is the most amazing thing where quality is not the focus, but quantity is the focus. Of course, it needs to have quality, but you know, the, the perfect video is much sort of worse than the 10 not very good videos because you know, what matters is your energy, what matters is the, the message that you put forth. Yeah, no, I love that. And people like the imperfections. You know? um, people like to see the human, the human um, that makes a mistake because then it, you can connect. You know? And 
I um I love that because you you mentioned some big names there and it's always important to, you know, look at the people who have the results you want. You know, you mentioned Tony Robbins, um, you know, anyone listening, we connect me and uh, me and Wahido connected in Lewis Howe's group um, is in a circle, which is super powerful. And I mean, there's so many powerful people in there and people like Gary Vaynerchuk, um, they all bring something different to the table. And I love those names that you mentioned, because those are people that I look up to. Like I'm going to Tony Robbins in, in next month, unleash the power within. And, um, he's the first person that really lit me up. That was like, wow, this guy is the real deal. This, this is who I want to strive to be. And that's who every day when I think about it, that's the guy that I want to strive to be. And I love that you mentioned it and you did, um, date with destiny because that's good. That's on my list as well. Gary Vaynerchuk is just so powerful and so much energy. Now he, he's, he's all about the hustle and the work hard and the self-awareness. What was it like? Um, what was it like to be in his presence? And because, you know, we see his videos and we see how he shows up. He's very consistent. He's got great content. What's he like in the real flesh? Like what, what did you take? What was your number one takeaway from Gary Vaynerchuk? Because there's so many people out there listening that, you know, he, he, they love or they hate him, right? He's, he's, he, he is the real deal. He's raw. He's in your face. But, you know, that's the way it is. And that's kind of what people need to get a kick in the ass. So what was it like in his presence? You know, what was, his ta- what was your takeaway? So, so the first word that comes to my mind and also comes to my mind whenever I think about Tony Robbins and, and all the, the big masters actually is empathy. So, you know, the, the fact that uh, he looks into your eye and he has empathy, he kind of understands what you're going through, understands the, the issues that you might have and tries to make it in a way that you feel supported so that you understand how to manage, you know, your business, your, your personal life, your emotions, your feelings, you know, how to tackle procrastination and so on and so forth. So, you know, being in his presence is just like, you know, you know, time flies. And so, you know, you are like with him for five minutes and it feels like it was like one second. The same with, uh, you know, physically, like, like I was like, you know, if you go to my website, wahidamurati.com, you know, I have like a picture with him and, uh, you know, that moment, but, you know, we had like a workshop, uh, like a two hour workshop and uh, still, you know, it feels like, uh, he's exactly the same person that you see in video, on video, on camera. And, uh, you know, it's just that, that, that empathy and, and really, really being able to, you know, do a lot of Q&A and, and being able to reply to your questions rather than just generalizing it and making it in a way that you cannot really understand it. And so it's, it's uh, you know, in a way it feels surreal because it's like, oh gosh, you know, this guy is really here and I'm like physically... You know, like like I was uh, in, in UPW actually. Uh, oh, yeah. I missed the power within that you, that you went that I was uh, doing in in uh, New Jersey. I went to stage and I and I met Tony and uh, oh, wow. you know first of all it's like huge and just just his handshake was like you know like uh, handshaking a bear or something. You know, it's really really big, and so it's like you know <laughs> at the same time you you are so kind of uh, unaware of your emotions and feelings because you are like just in the present moment. So you, you don't have time to actually formulate a thought and say, look, okay, my awareness says that I'm here next to Tony or next to Gary. So it's, um, it's, it's experiential, but in, in, a, in a beyond emotional or beyond 
mental way. And so it's like, um, you know, it it's feels a bit surreal. But at the same time, it feels like you are just watching a video and you're just, uh, you know, seeing him and, and learning from him uh, in the same way that you learn from him uh, on, on YouTube, for instance. So it's, it's quite amazing. Right. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. Um, let's, let's, let's go into something a bit deeper here, man. Let's, so you, you had to overcome a divorce where you had to, you had to leave your kids, um, which is tough and it's emotionally draining. Anything to do with loved ones having to leave them um, on the kids and on you, you know, and the and your ex-wife or, you know, there is, all parties have to suffer in some way, right? Or it's hard to go through. I mean, suffering's a choice, but we'll, we can talk about that. But I mean, you know, the, the, the actual situation of how hard it can be. Maybe, can you just elaborate on that situation? You know, how you went through that and why you had to go through it and kind of how you got through it and how all this sort of ties in and helped you get through that situation. You know, uh, I, I always believe there is a teaching on everything. And so uh, the, the thing with divorce is especially difficult when you don't want to part from that family constellation that you actually created from ground zero. And so, you know, leaving uh, two children that I, you know, loved more than my life was, was excruciating. It was like, you know, for, for a period of six months, I felt like I was dying every day. You know, it was really, really, I, I just touched upon the space of, you know, deep depression and just feeling not, uh, you know, alive and not wanting to, to live and, and take my ne- next breath. But, um, you know, I managed through and, uh, you know, um, you know, divorce is divorce, you know, there, there's two parties and, uh, if one is not happy with, with uh, the situation, then invites the other to, to make a change. And that's what happened. And, um, you know, it was very difficult for me to be in that space. So I felt like I had to move from the country. Uh, at the time, I was living in Germany. I'm actually half German, so I have family there. And we had, uh, you know, seven years of, of living in Germany. And then I moved to Italy for the last six years and uh, before I came to Brazil. And then, uh, you know, it was although I was like five hours away, you know, and I could visit them on, on a regular basis, it was just like, uh, you know, losing a part of you that you were not able to reconnect, reconnect or uh, really make peace with. And, uh, and that brought me to a space where, uh, you know, I felt like, you know, that's it, you know, life doesn't make sense. You know, I, I, I hit uh, that end where I cannot and don't know how to come out. But, you know, uh, you know, people like Gary Vaynerchuk and, and other spiritual teachers and other books and other mentorings and other people, you know, kept me, you know, going and, uh, and kept me going and kept me going. And I felt uh, stronger and stronger to the point where I said, you know, I've dealt with this and now it's time to move on. And, uh, you know, I sort of compare it with losing a loved one, really, you know, like someone that died, uh, because I had to kind of make that kind of decision inside of me. Like, you know, it's not that they are dead, but I have to kind of separate myself from them, have to kind of uh, create a duality so that I can survive. And, uh, and that's what I did. But, uh, you know, it was very, very tough. It was like, I would say, four and a half years altogether uh, of, you know, deep and, and continuous uh, recovery. But uh, once I've got it and once I, I knew where I wanted to go, where I wanted to be, with whom I wanted to be. Then it became like, you know, life is too short. There is no time to waste. 
let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and that's where I met Gary, you know, like that reflection of, you know, there's no time to waste. Life is one. You could be a tree, like he says, or you could have uh, uh, incarnated into a dog or whatever. And so, you know, being human and being or having the, the awareness of the capacity of what we have in our hands creates unlimited kind of power and, uh, and execution is just or becomes your middle name because you feel empowered to create your reality. And, uh, and that's the biggest blessing that, that I can take from it. Yeah, I, I like that video he has. I think it's like one in 400 trillion of becoming a human or something. Yeah, exactly. See, that's so true. Um, the self-awareness, he always talks about it. And it, it's so true. You know, realizing like we're humans. We got arms, legs. We can speak. We can, we can think. Like we have such an advantage over other creatures. You know, it's, it's unbelievable when you think about it, you know, and how many people just waste their life doing, living shitty lives because they don't, they just get caught watching TV, eating bad food, worrying about the president, worrying about this other bullshit that doesn't matter when really they got this, this unique gift right in front of them, you know, and they, you know, whether, you know, people go through these struggles, these, these challenges, and then they just let it eat them alive and they just self-destruct. And it's just like, it's such a waste, you know? And that's why I, I love to hear your perspective on, on things like that as well. Because, you know, going through divorce, a lot of times people can become alcoholics. People can go down this road of like destructive. And, and it's just, it's, it's sad because it happens a lot. And I'm glad to hear that you were able to bounce back and be able to use those, the, the things that you um, you know, you learn in your life to kind of power through. So super powerful, man. I would just like to make a, to make a, a you know, a, a comment because, you know, the biggest issue, and this is what I'm facing with people that are lawyers, with clients that are, you know, having, uh, you know, vegetarian restaurants and uh, have, uh, you know, uh, post offices and, and what have you, is that, you know, we have sort of several, you know, entities inside our beings or several bodies. And we have like the mental, the emotional, the physical and then the spiritual, if you may. Uh, or that's how I like to categorize them. And the, the problem is that the mental and the, the, the emotional many times never cross. And that's why you cannot actually understand or intellectually um, experience sort of the, the, the smell of a rose or the experience of what is cold water or, or what is water. You know? So you have a feeling, you, you know how to experience it, but you cannot actually you know, express it into words. So the biggest issue is that people are like focused or even caught into the emotional. And many times it's difficult to understand it. And especially because it also brings up things like hormones and, you know, work a lot with the glands of the body and, you know, with the neuroscience of, of our beings, then, you know, there is no way that you can understand them, except if you do something. And this is why I love Tony Robbins, which involves the physiology of your body involves uh, the, the, the physical body into, a, into a, uh, an emotion or into a feeling that actually you know, uh, makes that emotion uh, in motion, which means that it actually makes it move. And that's where you can actually resolve uh, many issues. And this is why meditation and breathing techniques and many, many different types of yoga actually are beneficial. Yeah, changing your state is super powerful. You got to be aware of that state too because, you know, if you're in a shitty state and you're around people, you need to be aware of that. You need to know that there's a consequence in your energy. 
in, in not only what you're doing, but how you're affecting others. And you need to know like, Hey, I'm not feeling that great. What can I do? Can I go have a cold shower? Can I do quick push-ups? Can I, you know, drink a tea? Can I do something? That consciousness, because you, we have the power and some people have it more than others to really either, you know, be the energy vampire and suck the life out of people or empower them with this light, you know, and, and, and I realize that more and more as in this personal development journey on like the power that we have as humans and what, what I noticed about being away in Mexico in, um, um, we were in this, we were in this little town outside of Cabo, um, Todos Santos, I think it's called. How did I forget the name already? Anyway, it was this magical place, Todos Santos. And just the feeling that you have about your body and the awareness in something like that, how different that is and how magical that can be. And then you come back, I'm back in the city. I'm in Vancouver in Canada and I'm back like in the city. And it's like, wow, it's, it's crazy. The difference, the feeling, because people are just so connected into like Wi-Fi or cars or work or restaurants or going, getting drunk. It's like, whoa, there's everything but connecting to yourself. Literally everything, everything possible to distract you from connecting to what to self. And it's just, it's crazy. And there's just so many people that don't even, will never even realize that. And that's, it's sad. And that's why it's up to people like yourself and people like myself and shows like this or people and what you're doing to empower people with those, those fundamentals so that they can sort of essentially wake up and become aware of that. And I just, um, you know, I think it's super powerful like what you're doing and, you know, the impact that you're having. So um, I, I, I wanted to talk about um, like what, what is your, so you've obviously been through a lot of personal development. You've been around some, you know, some amazing, you know, giants of the industry. What does your daily routine look like? You know, what does your morning routine look like and how important is that? So many people talk about it, but in your life, in your transformation and how you work with clients, how important is it for you? So what, what I always tell my clients as well is to focus on the priorities. So I, I always, at the end of the day, look at my schedule, you know, uh, look at my iCal and I see, you know, what did I do that I wanted to do? What is left on the list and how can I improve everything? And that's how I start my day. Actually, I started the night, the night before. And then I actually uh, look at my priorities. Usually my clients are my priorities. So I have a meeting or, or um, you know, a consultation or a session with someone. Then that becomes my priority. Otherwise, on my daily routine, I always wake up around 7 o'clock, 6.30 sometimes. And uh, I always practice a, a deep meditation, actually from the Osho lineage. Um, it's called dynamic meditation. It's a one-hour long meditation, which goes through several stages of chaotic breathing and catharsis and you know uh, other things and um, and that's how i start and it super energizes my body and my mind and makes me sweat and it's like a workout and then i move on into breakfast and i check my my uh, you know social media profiles and then throughout the day depending on my um schedule or my meetings i uh, have like one to two hours per day that I focus totally on either making content for social media or creating a video or you know editing some of the interviews that I give and then making short short excerpts of, of those interviews which have meaning for for my public for my audience 
and um, and then I really really make sure that I strictly uh, have a, a calendar that allows me to eat at the right time. Um, you know, sometimes uh, it's not possible because I have meetings at, at lunchtime, but I, I always make sure that you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner are part of my rituals. And then um, it's it's focusing on on the priorities basically. But then at nighttime I have a ritual which uh, you know because of learning with a very specific spiritual master about dreams and, and the power of dreams. I always uh, get myself ready for bed. I also work with essential oils, so aromatherapy is always around me and allows me to enhance the dream state. And then, um, you know, if you learn from people like Carlos Castaneda and the art of dreaming and, you know, the way that he, you know, sees dreams, then you understand that there's a lot of things, a lot of tools that um, can be uh, used or taken from that unconscious space when we sleep and when we dream and can take them to the conscious space of our daily life. And so, you know, it's, it's more or less like that. And um, I always make sure that I also have time, you know, to speak to my children or to, you know, go for a walk, stay in nature as much as possible and, um, you know, get my, my mind clear about what I want to do on a consistent basis. And sometimes, you know, not, not every day, I also spend time like say 10 to 15 to 20, 30 minutes um, you know, looking at some of the videos from Gary Vaynerchuk or from uh, other people that really inspire me and make me see life in a different way. Awesome, man. Awesome. I want to just, I want to just detour or go back a little bit. You talked about essential oils. Now, this is another thing that I experienced at this retreat. So this is, I, I love this and I just want you to maybe dive in and, and, and elaborate on why that helps with your sleep. Let's talk about sleep because this is awesome. And I didn't expect to go this direction, but that's why I love this show is I want to I talk about it and how important it is. So share some knowledge on sleep because I know people listening out there would, would love that. And how do the essential oils tie into it? So the thing is, uh, it's not me that says that good sleep is important. You know, I, I actually took it from neuroscientists. And uh, what they say, and I'm sorry to say they because I, I don't really That's okay. That. But the thing is, there is a whole preparation that one should do in order to sleep well. And, uh, you know, sleeping is basically the same as detoxifying the body, getting your body to rest, having those hormones such as cortisol and adrenaline to calm down, to be in balance, having hormones such as melatonin kind of uh, be, be formed and, and, and uh, kind of be around your body throughout the day so that you can actually focus and have good mood. And, um, you know, that, that's like the simplest way of saying, you know, good sleep is vital. But uh, many people do not know certain techniques and certain things that are very important for sleeping. First of all, you know, like several hours before, like three or four hours, to really not take uh, beverages who, which are like, uh, you know, uh, detrimental for a good sleep, such as caffeine or taine, you know, things that like tobacco or alcohol, you should always avoid them several hours before. And then one hour before, there's a whole ritual that I teach people to do, which is to actually turn off all devices, such as mobile phones, computers, every, all electronics, and really making that on a consistent basis so that your body, which is like a robot, like your brain is a robot, and it says, you know, now it's time to sleep. Now it's time to relax. Now it's time to detox the body. Now it's time to release those hormones which are important and uh, make the other ones uh, in a balanced level in your body. 
And so going to sleep at the same time is very important. Waking up at the same time is even more important. So if you like one day because you have a party or you have a meeting or you have a special guest on your show, you go to bed later, then make sure that on a, on a daily basis, meaning weekends as well, wake up at the same time. I have like this internal clock that makes me wake up between 6.30 and 7 every day, except if I'm late to bed. Otherwise, you know, I can never, you know, I remember like sometimes sleeping until like 10 o'clock when I was younger. Now it's, I cannot even conceive it. So that's another thing. And then making sure that like your room temperature is uh, colder than hotter so that your body can actually relax, relax better. Having uh, your room uh, dark so that it really enhances the, the, the hormones that allows you to sleep better so that they understand that now it's night time and it's time to sleep. Nothing that they say it's very important and they, I mean the, the neuroscientists and science in general, is to either read a book or do a meditation, like one hour to half an hour prior to sleeping, mm. because it really, really comes on the brain uh, so that the mind is not hyper and doesn't have the, the stimuli to, to kind of function quicker or faster or getting worried or something similar. So reading a book or doing some breathing techniques, you know, just being really relaxed. And then, you know, like I learned with my grandmother when, when I was a child, gave me several pouches of, of lavender flowers. And she said, you know, put it under your pillow because it makes you sleep better. And I was like, okay, granny, you know, it's, it's good. You know, I'll do it because it smells good and it comes from you. But I never understood except when I started working with essential oils. And they say that actually, and, and this is more to do with you know, aromatherapy and aromatherapists, that lavender oil, for instance, is very calming for the body. And so if you don't know what it is, but, you know, I have diffusers all around the house, which are basically, you know, ultrasonic diffusers, which work with sound and make like a little membrane, which is in the middle of the diffuser, um, vibrate in a very high uh, speed, which then, you know, releases sort of a vapor that um, divides the molecules of oil and water, because, you know, water and oils do not mix. And so you inhale the properties of, of the, the, the essential oil which then, you know, in specific cases, in this case for sleeping, enhances the, the sleeping because it allows your body to relax. Mm. So aromatherapy is for me, you know, you know if, you, if you know um, Jesus and, and the gifts that he got when uh, he was born was, uh, you know, do you remember? Like frankincense, myrrh, and gold. And so frankincense was given in myrrh as well because they were very, very expensive. But where are they? They are resins. They are resins from two different plants or trees. And so, you know, they, they were found also in the sarcophagus of uh, pharaohs in, in the pyramids in the, in the Egyptian times. So like 4,000 years ago, they were like, uh, you know, robbed and, uh, you know, really damaged because, you know, the, the, the pharaoh, um, uh, you know, the places where they put their bodies, they were robbed because of the frankincense, because it was, you know, more expensive and more valuable than anything else. And so, you know, essential oils are, are basically the, the, the juice from the trees and from the roots and from the plants and from the flowers in their purest form. And so, you know, you can take them, some of them internally, you can, you know, use them topically or you can also use it uh, aromatically. And, uh, you know, all of them are, va uh, are um, uh, valid and, uh, you know, I love them all. And, uh, you know, if you want good sleep, for instance, lavender is a very, very good one. Awesome. Yeah, no, I've, I've definitely been experiencing them and they're also good for 
installing, like when you're learning something new or um, an experience or letting go or whatever, you know, you smell it and it kind of brings you back to that. And it's, it helps with transformation, which is super cool because we're, we're, our senses are so powerful and we forget smell and all that is, is so, so crucial. And if you can smell something that relates to like a moment in your life, it can really help. So I'm looking forward to, you know, adding that more into my life. I have a diffuser as well. And I have this, this one that sort of helps me focus. It's, it's, it's a bit of like a, it's almost like a pine wood or something. It's really nice though. And I appreciate you kind of tying that all together. Um, I got, okay. I got just a couple questions left. Not nothing too major. Um, number one is I just, what's, you know, you, you've come a long way. What's a go-to book. First one you think of that you've read that you, that you would recommend to somebody either on the journey, starting the journey. What's your, what's your, that one book that someone's like, Hey man, what book should I read? What would it be? You know, two books came into my mind, you know, yeah. very different one, but the first one from Gary Vaynerchuk, Crushing It, okay. you know, it gives you really a, an experiential kind of understanding of how the world it is right now. And yeah. then another one from Yogananda, Paramahansa Yogananda, called a bio, a Autobiography of a Yogi, which oh. really, really opened up my mind into spirituality and the capacity of the body to heal itself and to really go beyond our human form. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. And okay, if you could give, these are the only, this is the only question I ask every show. I don't like to make it where I'm asking just the same questions, right? But this is the one. If you could have, give one bit of advice, overcome adversity to go on to experience life at its, you know, at its best, what would be the number one tip that people could take and apply in their life? <laughs> honesty. Honesty would be, would be the thing. You know, when you're honest to yourself, you really get in touch with, sort of your higher self with, with that energy that really, really can communicate with you in a direct way from the unconscious space of yourself to the conscious space. And just be honest and really, really look yourself in the mirror and say, you know, what do I really want from life? And how can I be my, be my best self and, and you know, get, get myself into a space where I can realize my goals? You know, from, from the top of my head, that, that would be the, the word, honestly. Yeah. I hope you hear that, guys. Make sure, guys and gals listening, make sure you're honest with yourselves because being honest is so important and that's just gold. That's one that I haven't got from anybody yet and I love it because that is so true. If you aren't honest, if you can't look yourself in the mirror and be aware of who you are and where you can go, uh, you won't get there. So, so amazing. Where can we find you, man? Let's plug you. Let's make sure everybody can get connected with you. I'll have all the info in the show notes, but let's just, let's just find out where we can get you. So username at Wahido Marata everywhere. So W-A-H-I-D-O-M-A-R-A-T-A. My website of wahidomarata.com. So there is no mistakes or no, no kind of, you know, finding myself in different places with different usernames. It's all the same. So that's awesome. It. Uh -huh. Smart. That's, that's the way to do it. The less you can confuse people, the better. Wahido Marata, everybody. Make sure you check him out. He's got amazing stuff. I've, I've watched some of his videos. Um, he's got such a great energy, as you can tell in the show, and he's got a lot to give. So check him out. Make sure. Really appreciate having you on, man, and sharing space with you today. And I can't wait to see what you're going to create. Awesome. It was a pleasure, man. Thank All you so much. For your, for your show. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you got some value from that. Without you guys, this isn't possible. So 
I really, really appreciate it. If you enjoyed the episode and got value from it, go ahead and rate it, review it, hit that subscribe button. We want to get this to as many people as possible and we want this thing to grow. So go ahead, rate, review, subscribe. And I can't wait for the next episode. Thank you so much. You just finished another class at the University of Adversity. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and tune in again next time for more life lessons with Lance ECOs.